0: We have traveled the worlds specifically just to get to this podcast. That's how important it is to us. And you are listening to Game Pass or Pass, the podcast where we play games on Microsoft's Game Pass service and tell you what games to pass on to your friends and what games to simply pass on by. And this week we've got a, I don't want to say a special episode, but a a debut episode of a brand new game from Obsidian. You might have heard of them. I heard Make of those of guys. It. Makers of Pillars of Eternity, South Park, The Stick of Truth, Fallout, New Vegas, Alpha Protocol, KOTOR 2, that's Knights of Republic 2, have returned with The Outer Worlds. I like Alpha not, Protocol. Definitely not Outer Wilds, which I wrote for the regular price, but The Outer Worlds. Alpha Protocol was good. It was very
1: reminiscent. It was reminiscent. flawed, but it was good. Yeah, I like it.
0: Game needed another three or four months for some polish and stuff, but Sega wasn't about that. But the Outer Worlds doesn't have that problem. This game is normally priced fifty nine ninety nine. It is on the Epic Game Store. It is on the Microsoft Game Store. No love for Steam at the moment. Sorry, all you Steam people out there. It's also available on Xbox, obviously. PlayStation Four, and is coming to the Nintendo Switch in twenty twenty. That'd be a very interesting port. It'd
1: be, a, it'd be it'd be a good port.
0: Yeah, but it I don't know. I saw that Witcher three port on the Switch, and it's a little rough. So.
1: I mean as as expected I guess but
0: yeah I, I it's running so I mean I can't machine accomplish yeah so uh, Xbox Play anywhere it does your save does transfer from if you are using the Xbox game pass uh, on PC and on console or if you're like us and have ultimate you can go from one or the other with Xbox cross save. Uh, cross play is not really ap- applicable because this game doesn't have multiplayer. DLC, there's no DLC currently, but they have announced that there will be DLC for this game in the future, but we don't know what it is. Thousand-point difficulty. I would rank it a 6 out of 10. I've looked at the achievements, and based on what I've already played, uh, you're going to be playing this game for a long time if you want to get all the achievements. But nothing in it is overly difficult. It's just more of a time thing. Uh, So you're probably looking anywhere from 60 to 80 hours to do all of that. It does have Xbox One X enhancements. It runs at 4K. 30 frames a second on the X, but it also has enhanced textures utilizing that extra 4 gigs of RAM on that X console. And this is an FPS RPG in the wake. In the wake, is that the word I'm looking at? Likened to... uh, Yeah, I guess. Fallout New Vegas style. Oh, it is. All Fallout New Vegas. And with that, let's talk about... I Fallout New
1: Vegas. All right.
0: Wait, wait. I mean, in some ways it is Fallout New Vegas too. <laughs> yeah, it, but. it is
1: definitely um in an in a um era of spiritual successors. Uh a la Mighty Number no. Nines and uh Ocean Horn. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Um this is like, I mean, I was kind of over them for a while just because, like, you was, you'd see them on Kickstarter most of the time. And it's like, hey, did you want to play that old game you used to play again? And you're like, yeah. Then you play then you play Bang Joe Yazooie or whatever the heck that game was. Ukulele. Ukulele. Thank you.
0: That's on Game Pass.
1: Yeah. <laughs> let's hope you don't randomize that. Um, and you're like, I guess I didn't really want more of that game. Or at least not in this way. Uh, I have the opposite uh, opinion on this one. This is a this is a well-done spiritual successor of Fallout New Vegas. It's, it's like if they gave them time to make it what it could have been.
0: Yeah, for sure. I think um, Obsidian had a, a rough uh, couple... I don't want to say a couple games, because uh, unfortunately, like I have played Pillars of Eternity. That's one of their better games for sure, but I really started with KOTOR 2, which... On the PC was a buggy mess. Same thing with Alpha Protocol and Fallout New Vegas. Uh, I played Fallout New Vegas and I had one of the uh, infamous door glitches, to where I the game loaded me into a door and then auto saved, okay. so all right. couldn't really do much. Um, and I never picked up that game again. So, uh, but what's what what's cool about this game so far? I'm, I'm with you in that it was I was interested in this game and as, as it was as it was coming out and. But at the same time, I was sort of hesitant of just like, do I really want to play, like a Fallout game? Like, and, and it's probably not fair to keep calling this a Fallout game, but it Fallout Three, I think, is sort of was the infliction point of just like everybody sort of got on board with the idea of like a first person RPG, um, that had guns and stuff in it because you didn't really have that before that. But then I played Fallout Four, which was not made by Obsidian, and I was just kind of like, all right, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm good, right? I'm, right. I'm good. Like, I don't. I don't need more of this, but then the outer world just looked interesting. The art style looked different. The locations look different enough. And a lot of the stuff that I had issues with in terms of the genre, they've sort of ironed out in the outer worlds. And it's all the little stuff that, that goes a long way for me. The number one thing that I absolutely love is like, so this is very much an RPG in that you are going through different locations and you are rummaging through things and you're finding ammo and you're finding pieces. But when it comes to containers and stuff, they just automatically open. I don't have a. I don't have to press yes. a button to open them. Like,
1: yes, that is. I, I didn't realize how uh genius that was. Yeah, right.
0: It, it just. I want to open it. Like, so why do I have to press a button to open it and then go? It's just. It's those little things like that, and then they took it one step further of being like, okay, so I open this container, or the container opens for me, whatever, and it's got a piece of armor in it that's obviously lower than what I'm going to be using. I can just press the left stick right there and break it down. Don't got to go into a menu. Don't got to go into anything. So the sort of like nuance and the – the I don't want to call it the boring, but the just sort of like super repetitive nature of this type of game, those little things go a long freaking way to making the experience feel much more modern, even though I think a lot of this game is still sort of stuck in some old uh, old – What's the word I'm looking for? Habits, maybe? Yeah, old, old uh, design. But yeah. Which,
1: which, which is... I'm honestly okay with. Um, Yeah, th- that's a good point. I, I, I kind of didn't... Like, all those little things kind of added up to an overall package where I kind of... For- I kind of forgot about how great the little things were, actually. Because I was immediately hooked on the art style and dialogue. Because for a long time, these games... Uh, Th- these style of games, they really relied on the idea of, "Do you see that place over there? You can go there,
0: right?" And look at the draw distance,
1: <laughs> and that's it. And it's like, okay, but what's in between there? And with this, with this game, like it, it really feels like they put a lot of work into the writing of it. And That's the first thing that caught me because it's very, for me, it's very funny without being. Without trying to make you laugh out loud, so it's not like a um, it's it's, it's almost like watching a, like a like a funny TV show where you're just chuckling all the way through without any like real belly laughs, and like even though one, a few might get you. So like I I absolutely love the writing. I love the setting as well. It's the idea of like the entire like almost the entire universe is just ravaged by this idea of corporate loyalty. And, like, just corporations have taken over, and it's just, like, and it's so on the nose, and it leans so hard into it. It just makes for a, to me, a, like, a fun um, uh, idea of, like, what happens if humans just let themselves go into this corporate environment, this corporate world.
0: Yeah, and it's, they've, like, I agree in with a, that. In a, in that in a the, way, the writing... DMC
1: couldn't do it, by the way. Did,
0: uh, the de- devil may cry. That's that that that's a weird callback. <laughs> um, but I guess I agree. Question mark? Maybe.
1: But, was that, that whole game was about corporate?
0: Like, uh, like were, yeah. were, you, were you fighting Pepsi at some point? Or some idea? Yeah, Pepsi? C- something like that? Yeah. Just not um, it at all. But yeah. So, but I know I agree. Like, definitely the. Uh, I think the writing is good, but I don't know if I've. My, my struggles with this game are that i can't really play it for more than like 3 to 4 hours at a time which sounds crazy right like like oh like obviously you shouldn't play anything for 3 or 4 hours but so what i found myself with this game when it comes to the writing like i enjoy it a lot at first but then everything like literally everything wants to be a smart ass and that's fine but after about three or four hours i was just kind of done with that and i was like i need to put this down and sort of take a break really? um, i
1: see i didn't get that feeling at all like I, I i feel like like the overall tone is is like nose up in the air but i feel like a lot of the characters like are uh pretty different like uh like i mean like I, I don't want to spoil any, any i don't wanna spoil any of the, of the quest lines but there's like right. one character on um on a, on a groundbreaker and her quest line is essentially when you first meet her she seems like a real hard and hard hard ass or whatever and it's like uh you think she's like a real straight shooter and then the last part of that quest is like goofy nonsense you know like where did this even come from and to the point where like even like uh like one of your companions one of your crewmates rather the victor the vicar the vicar like, who's pretty kind of uh, stone-faced. Even he chimes in when she says, it, like, oh, this chick is crazy. Like, she's literally insane. And it's like... <laughs> and it's like... Like, like the characters feel s- way more alive than usual for me.
0: Yeah. Uh, they, am they're I, very personable. Like, they... You definitely make relationships and you remember people, which is more than you can say for almost any other, you know, yes, RPG of this kind. Um, but I don't know. Maybe it was just mindset at the time. I just I needed to take a break from the game and then I was sort of afraid I wasn't going to go back. But when I did go back, I was pleasantly surprised. I was like, OK, I think I just needed to sort of wipe away the the humor of my life for a couple hours and sort of. Yeah, so but no, yeah, the writing is definitely very strong and it's also strong in that you know this game does have side quests but none of them really feel like side quests and to me that's extremely important because as someone who played Skyrim recently uh don't ask why but as someone who played Skyrim recently like the amount of just go here do this thing you yeah, right right and and you know you you remember you remember those quests but I don't think people myself included remember just how many of those there are, and how many have absolutely no context of why you should go there, and this game always gives you a reason to go somewhere, and sometimes it's big and sometimes it's small, but always the dialogue and the exposition that you're going to get during that quest is always worth it. And that's a huge, a huge thing for me in, in a game like this, because I tend to... I tend to start doing some side quests and then I just end up mainlining the game. So I'm like, all right, I'm I'm done with this side stuff because it doesn't offer anything contextual and I'm not getting anything out of it type of thing.
1: It really um, help it really helps when the side quests bring you to a location and have you do things. Yeah. And while you're doing those things, more importantly, is like you're finding items or information, rather, that help you in other quest missions i don't know if it like so like so if you go to place a to get to to, to kill a marauder for example and you hack into a terminal you might get information for a different quest and you definitely didn't expect that to happen and that keeps the game flowing it keeps you it keeps you grounded it keeps you moving like like the game flows extremely well for for one of these games that you def that you usually just kind of get lost in doing empty side missions
0: right well and that's i think that's a a testament to just how how just uh not open the game is if that makes sense where this is not one big open world there are different planets and different locations that you're going to and they're all handcrafted so they're not like i I don't want to paint it as like well they're all they all look drastically different etc like that's not the case but they're all not massive and so uh, basically on like the – I went to Monarch and on that I sort of like I was doing a main quest and I sort of stumbled across some something else. I ended up basically just like doing a whole 360 of that place. Right. And when it came time to start turning in quests, I had already finished some of them kind of thing. And so it wasn't just as simple as just like, oh, I already finished this quest. Give me my reward. The dialogue tree actually changes depending on Thank how
1: – so much for that. Yeah, yeah like how right.
0: – how what you've already done and what you haven't done. And that's extremely impressive just because it accounts for so many different types of um, that's what I'm looking for. And so many different ways it, that things can break down. So many different avenues it can go. It even,
1: and, it even shows itself when you're doing, when you're speaking to other NPCs, like right. I noticed, uh, uh, is it Ellie? No, no, I forgot. Her name. Like Par- I forgot. I forgot the girl's name, like Parcival or something. Uh, Parvel or something that one of your crewmates.
0: If yeah, she she's a not, strange name, yeah.
1: Yeah, if she's not in your party during certain conversations, she just won't chime in. But if she is, like, I'm a, I'm a vicar. Like, vicar will just be like, oh, Parzival Like, I haven't seen you in a long time. It's like, oh, you guys have rapport. Like, I didn't. Right. It's like, like they they plan for having someone in your party or someone not in your party to keep it just again just kind of very personable like throughout the throughout like the, the game feels way more alive than most of these type games have in the, in the past.
0: Yeah, and and the companion quests go with that and it it gave me a lot of mass effect vibes of just that sort of um relationship that you can build like you can't have like a love story or anything like that but like you said it just adds to that sort of um that picture that they're painting of just everything that can happen and go on kind of thing. And I will say that I I'm doing the mass effect thing which is bad in that I'm I'm sort of just sticking to two party members and I'm not getting anyone else out because I'm just like, well, I've already like invested time and, you know, and uh equipment and stuff into this person. I don't want to have to do it again sort of thing. Even though that's probably not that big of a deal cuz you find enough stuff in the world that you could easily throw somebody some armor and stuff like that, but that's something I need to fix on my own i guess
1: yeah but you, that doesn't happen until you start finding it's, it's, it's you start looting more and more or buying more and more right. uh, uh items and stuff you can just kind of switch characters in and out because some because some quests i realized uh you want different party members in because because like so like right from the beginning like, when you create your character this is this is, pr- this is like, pretty fun RPG mechanics where it's, like, you're building a your character from scratch and, like, if you build a dumb character, if you build a brute, you're definitely going to want uh, your engineer or your medic and your squad with you. You don't want two brutes with you because then if you get to a certain scenario, you might want to try diplomacy, it's just not going to work. Excuse me. Yeah, it's just, yeah. And it's just not going to work. So, I, like, so you definitely kind of want to... I don't know. Like the way I'm playing is like, since I'm going diplomacy, like I definitely want to try to mix like my engineers in there just so that my hacking skills go up a little bit. So when I, so so if I get to one of those situations, because one of the, my, my favorite thing about these type of games by far is the fact that you can handle problems in different ways. You don't have to just go there, shoot this, loot it and come back. You Like, if something happens, like like during a mission, you can handle it with diplomacy. You can you try to intimidate them. You can try to be friends with them. You can just let them go. Like you you can you can even stealth your way through missions. Like it's however you want to do it.
0: Yeah, and so I guess we can sort of start getting the gameplay of it. So I'm sort of doing the same thing. Like I made sure that my persuasion and hacking are like top priority because. Nothing drives me more crazy and then going up to something and being like, oh, you can't do this. And I'm just like, you know what? <laughs> I want to know what's in that room. I want to know what's in this computer. So how can I get that done? Um, so I'm definitely doing that. And, yeah, there's so many instances to where, uh, especially with persuasion, that I'm able to sort of maneuver my way through a mission or a dialogue tree of just being like, like hey, like, you should go talk to this person and get this thing. And sometimes I have the persuasion of just like, how about i don't kind of thing <laughs> <laughs> right and it, and he's just like okay fine like it's just so it, it's neat that you can do stuff like that um but what i will say is i don't um i haven't seen much of a difference between like lying and persuading other than you're telling a lie kind of thing i haven't really ran into an issue where lying has sort of backfired on me uh which is kind of I won't say disappointing, but kind of strange. Like I, I half expected that a lie to come back and bite me in the butt, but it hasn't happened. And I don't. Maybe I'm crazy for expecting that. But I,
1: the few times they they, they, they the NPC has uh, called me out on a lie, it didn't change the the tree at all. Right. It was, it was the same as the persuasion or intimidation.
0: Right. Well, and I've had, I've had intimidation go south a couple times of just being like, I try to intimidate them and then they're like, okay, no, we're going to kill you instead kind of thing. Um, Um,
1: okay. So I I don't do intimidation too much.
0: Yeah. I usually only do it if for whatever reason, that's the only option or, um, I don't have the ability. There's like, maybe it's persuasion. Every once in a while I run into a persuasion that's like ridiculously high and I just don't have it. And so then I have intimidate or lie and, uh, I'll do that if it's the last thing. But I, I kind of like. Well, it's cool that they sort of let you out of the, uh, what's it, like the the flow of things, and you can sort of do it your own way. I was kind of expecting those options to have a little bit more repercussion. Right. Um, that feels kind of dated to me in some ways, but it is what it is, sort of thing. Um. But so actually, when it comes down to actual like gameplay, so I'm, I'm basically trying to play it as a a, a long. A long weapon, I think they call it. Um, a lot of rifles, a lot of long distance, uh, sneaking and stuff like that, and setting up a shot before I go in for the kill st- type of thing. I haven't dropped a single point into melee. <laughs> I don't know if I've ever even actually used a melee weapon, so I don't even know how they play. But
1: all right, so yeah, I use melee weapons or melee weapons as you call them.
0: What did or you so, what? I call a melee, melee melee melee. Is that is there is one it... right? Is it Guacamelee or Guacamelee? It's Guacamelee. Okay. So but it's then melee. it's Super Smash Brothers melee. Okay.
1: <laughs> <laughs> is that uh accurate? Um I use the Melis weapons, um but never have like a scientific weapon because they just have cool effects. Um but other than that, I'm definitely using like a lot of rifles. And in the a large part of that also is because uh, I think for the first time uh, in one of these games, the shooting doesn't feel absolutely terrible.
0: No, yeah, for sure. It I, the combat's it, it's not, not amazing bad. but yeah, but it's it's definitely it, it's doable. And I, and then the so instead of like a VAT style system, it, they just have a straight up slowdown, and that helps tremendously, especially at long distances of lining up that shot. So
1: yeah, and the and the VATs uh, well the slowdown system turns into a VAT like system later on which is kind of cool because it's like you can because it's just like fallout we can kind of cripple someone or right like whatever so it's like or dizzy them or blind them which is great for like the bigger uh the bigger monsters or creatures but yeah like i I was playing greedfall before this is it called greedfall yeah Yeah, Greedfall. and uh as, as much as i adore that game for for what it can for all its uh Technical lackings. lackings, no lackings, because I mean, yeah. like, it's a good, it's like it's a good game, but it's still it's clearly an independent game made by Focus. Right. Um, like the combat is just like it's janky as heck. So it's like this is a lot smoother. It feel like they put some thought into it, and it's like it feels it feels good to run around shooting things. Like it's just rare in these type of games.
0: And it's what I I. I've found myself – so I, I'm trying to not ha, have a spoiler. That's why I'm, I'm trying to decide if it's a spoiler or not. So there's like there's some guns that you can get throughout the game. Um, I'm going to spoil one just because it's one you get early on. But there's some pretty fun science weapons as well as the melee weapons. Like there's a shrink ray.
1: Shrink ray. And, yeah, yeah.
0: And. I got tired of using that, so I gave it to one of my companions, and so now during the fight, she ends up shrinking a lot of the people, and it's just, it's funny because it's got that, like, typical shrink ray of, like, super high-pitched voice, and then they start running around, they look funny. Um, So there's cool stuff like that. There's, there's I've got, like, two or three of those style of weapons, and they're always kind of fun and, you know, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Fun and just different to use, and they can, they all... They all are drastically different in that it they all do something that sort of changes the flow of the battle, which is important. Um, that's that's when you can kind of have the most fun. And what I will say is the one thing, and I don't maybe I'm crazy, but are you playing with a controller? or Are you playing with a mouse and keyboard?
1: So I stopped playing mouse and keyboard because I thought, because I believe like right off the bat, like all right, it's gonna be one of I'm going shooter, and these games are gonna be it's gonna be a rough going. But uh, one night I'm like, I don't feel like doing this same see how It feels absolutely fine. Like, I mean, there's no aim assist obviously because it's a piece because it's on PC, but right. it's smooth enough to where it's like I'm not really missing shots, and that slow down the slow down definitely helps.
0: So, did you know if you hold the Y button, it'll bring up all your weapons? Yes, I didn't know that for about five hours. <laughs> <laughs> so that was driving me up a freaking wall. And I don't know if the game told me, and I just missed it. Um, I, I did will say by that, accident, it doesn't tell you. Yeah. the The text of this game is way too small. Um, I may I'm I'm also just like part blind, so that's whatever. But so if I missed it, it's definitely possible. But that was a game changer for me. Like that completely. <laughs> that was the game changer. That completely because <laughs> cha- I kept if if you've got four weapons, you've you got all the way cycle through. through. Yeah. So I was like, I'm just gonna carry two weapons. I, don't think I gotta beat myself <laughs> now. I'm gonna carry two weapons and. And that's it because I'm tired of doing this kind of thing. And then out of I was like, "There's got to be a better way." So like I go into the options, and then I'm just like, "There's nothing here." I was like, "What if I just hold the button?" And lo and behold, it worked. Um, but no, so that's fun because you can use your science weapons and sort of do like fun combos and stuff like that. It, it keeps the keeps the combat fresh. Um, it,
1: that and it adds to the overall feel of the game because it it really. The Fallout series so far has has we we honestly like people who played that, those games we we know the the aesthetic of it the feel of it like the 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 old nineteen forties aspect they're going for and this Battle Worlds takes that to a different level which I appreciate it, like I feel like Fallout. Has reached a, uh, a ceiling almost in terms of what they're allowed to do in those t- in that type of worlds. Whereas the other worlds is basically a science fiction serial that they wear on their sleeve, and they love and, and, and they love that idea so much that you're getting mad scientist things. Like when 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 there's a quest when one quest just goes wacky, and the lady just goes, I don't want to spoil the quest, but she, she says it could be this, and you're like. It's insane. It's not going to be that, is it? Right. <laughs> like, is it really? up uh, Wait. Are those really in the game? Like, you don't know. And what's keeping me? Pl- one of the things that, that keeps that keeps me playing, that keeps playing this game is that I really don't know where it's going to end up, and I, and the game gives you enough as a player to kind of take it to where, like, it's, it's like when you, it's like when that I do Fallout was it new vegas where you can end the final boss battle by dialogue only
0: um i think it was um like, i mean like i could see
1: like an ending yeah. in something in that vein or way crazier or way more quirky in that rather because like part of what keeps me playing is like i don't know what's going to happen next really i don't know what quest what kind of quest i'm gonna get next i don't know who i'm gonna meet next like it's they do a very very good job of just making a this world this weird world feel alive
0: yeah and and the one thing that really helps me out in that vein is that because it, because you go to different planets like you can really almost tackle it per planet basis and that's sort of how I'm playing it and I'm sort of playing a planet seeing everything it has to offer doing the side quest doing the main quests main quests and then I sort of take a break for you know that's that's when I know t- I can like turn it off for a while and then next time I turn it on, I'm going to be able to go to somewhere new and do something different. And that's that goes a long way for me. And that's that's one reason why you know and I we keep talking about Fallout because it's this is a New Vegas team. But New Vegas had they tried everything they could to make a post-apocalyptic world feel different even though that's really hard to do because it's post-apocalyptic and but yeah. with them not having that constraint it changes a lot. It it just like you said it just it just changes the abilities that they have and the stuff that they can do and it's basically able to give this give this team um the freedom that they wanted to to just sort of go crazy with it and you're seeing that you're seeing that in the main storyline you're seeing that in the locations and you're seeing that in the writing so it's really strong but so i i do have to get into my biggest criticism of the game um i was about,
1: I was about to ask you what don't you like at this yeah.
0: point the the scaling of this game is very strange um the difficulty scaling as long along with the level scaling. So I started this game on hard. Um I believe you did as well? Is that correct? Yeah,
1: that okay. I dropped it down. Yeah,
0: yeah. not not the I am not doing the supernova where you got to eat and stuff like that. I was just doing the hard difficulty and man, this game at first beats you up. Uh because they only start you with a basic weapon and I'm not joking when you have to empty uh, like Six clips <laughs> into a dude to the first martyrs that you come across to kill him. As soon as I found an assault rifle, which was fairly quickly, probably about an hour in, I was a lot better off. But that first hour, I was like, "What have I got myself into?" Kind of thing.
1: Well, I uh, got hit in the face. So I got the monarch, like those creatures, the monarch. Yeah. And, and, and the thing is, the game tells you that too. it's like when you get there, uh, the the mad scientist uh guy who saves you in the beginning, like he kind of tells you, like, this is where you're going. And it's going to be crazy. Uh, you may not survive. I'm like, oh, it was one of those things. And it's like, no, like the first big creature just stomped me. I'm like, oh, okay. Uh, we, we, we need to get some better weapons and stuff before we continue on. It's hard mode nonsense.
0: So, yeah, it's from I haven't looked into this, I don't know if the information's out there, but it, it definitely seems that it the, the loot that you pick up is very dependent on your level. So, you will never get loot that is one or two. Usually it's lower, but you'll never pick up loot that's higher than your level that's only one or two levels. Um, And I sort of noticed that as I got into the later uh, uh, levels in that, so there's basically kind of like a tier of weapons. Like you don't unlock a certain certain weapons until you get to a certain level because their base level is just too high kind of thing. And as soon as I tinkered with my weapon on hard mode, I was doing astronomically better. And... But the problem is, is that sometimes you just don't, you just don't get to a workbench and you've gained a couple levels and all of a sudden the game gets really freaking hard. And so like, it just seems that the way it's scaling is just very strange. And luckily you can change it mid, you can change it mid fight if uh, the difficulty mid fight, even if you wanted to. So there was a time where I was just on Monarch too. I was just getting worked. Uh, you come across sort of these, uh, large giant, creatures. Yeah. Giant
1: praying mantises or something like that. Yeah,
0: something like that. And fire breathing. They they will mess you up. And the same thing is if basically I was running into an issue. If I ever ran into more than three enemies at once, no matter what they were, I was just getting hit from too many angles and I was dying before I could even and hit a uh I don't remember what they call the elixirs or whatever in this game but your health potion basically because because you can't just hit it and it gives it to you like he's got to go through the animation before you start actually getting health I couldn't even like I, I would get hit and by the time I'd even notice it I'd press the button and I'd die and I was like well, like, like am I doing something wrong here like did I not am I not finding the right armor etc so I dropped it to normal and the the difference between normal and hard is like ridiculous. And there's actually a mode even under normal that's just called story. I don't even know how that mode would work because on normal mode, I'm killing stuff extremely easy. But then on hard mode, I'm literally taking they take about three to four times the amount of damage and I take more damage as well. Uh, so I'm actually playing the game and I'm having to sort of switch back and forth. So every, As soon as I go to a workbench and I tinker everything up, I throw it on hard and I'm fine. But then eventually it's like I hit that wall as soon as I gain a couple levels And I have to throw it back down to normal because I'm just getting destroyed. So
1: I'm keeping on normal at this point, to be honest with you. Um, Yeah. Yeah. I don't find a lot of joy in a hard mode that simply says they get more HP, you get less. And it's like, that's not
0: that's not really. Yeah, it doesn't really change (sighs) it. But I I guess what drives me crazy is that I actually enjoy the fights taking a little longer. I do, too. I do, but, but... But I don't enjoy the fact that I can just die suddenly. So it's... I, I want them to be able to take more damage because I think that's more fun and it makes the, the fights or, a little more dynamic. But I wish it didn't come with the penalty of me taking, like, 75% more damage. I wish there was a mode in between that kind of thing. But, yeah.
1: I mean, because I would prefer them to be... Sm- just You just make them smarter as well. I mean, like, sure. uh, Destiny does a decent job of that, whereas, like if like oh not destiny but uh the old bungie halo games where it's like if you uh if you play on a, on a lower difficulty they'll stand out there and open for you and get hit in the head all day and then if you turn it up sure they hit harder but they also do way more dodging more ducking more hiding behind things it's yeah, the, like,
0: the the division two is probably one of the best examples of that of where the harder difficulties the ai actually acts completely different um, right yeah, and that is that is not the case here. <laughs> that is not the case at all. It's the exact same enemies. They do the exact same thing. It's just you get hit harder, they hit harder. Um.
1: Yeah, that, that would yeah. be my only main complaint, really, is that there are a lot of things in the game, A lot of a lot, there's a lot of minutiae that they don't really go into. And that's not to say you need a tutorial mode or anything like that. It's just like a matter of... When 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 a game is this complex, you kind of need to go into it a little bit, you know. It's, it's not it's not like it's, you play it's not like you're playing Call of Duty and you like because you already know how to play that right. game. Like right. So like, there's, there's so many different things you could do here where you sh- really they should have kind of explained some things here and there better because other, yeah, because uh, other because other than that, you're kind of learning as you go, which is fine. I, I mean, I enjoyed it. It's just a matter of. I would have been way more prepared for something like Monarch if you if if it told me, you know, this is how your weapons, this is how your weapons level. You'll never find something greater than this. Uh, make sure you make sure you tinker this. When you tinker this, this does that. Like, because otherwise you can yeah. just kind of like mixing and matching playstyles until you get it right.
0: Yeah, there's a lot of small things like that that you don't quite pick up on, um, and I have the feeling that like. That complaint seems to be sort of widespread, and I'm hoping that they'll sort of rectify that uh, with an update. Uh, and they're the type of team that would do that, so uh, we can one can hope. Um, and I, I think really the only the other thing I have issues with is I, I'm not a huge fan of the later skills and the skill tree. I don't think they drastically change anything in in my opinion a a a good skill tree that has skills and different uh leveling changes how i play the game like if i specialize in something it can change what i do and there isn't a lot of that like a lot of it's basically like get more health or carry more stuff and just very basic stuff like that there's nothing that that drastically changes anything um so as you're leveling up like you're not you're not really getting more powerful, if that makes sense. The only thing that's going up is like you're you're increasing the numbers on your guns and you're increasing, you know, your armor rating. And so that way you just don't die as fast. And that's kind of, I don't want to say it's bad, but it's just sort of boring. No, um, I, I agree.
1: Yeah. Uh, I th- I, it's not it's not just this game, like, it's not just this genre. I, I would say any single game, by the end of it, you should feel godlike right uh and you just don't right? in the i I mean i'm not the end but i feel like you won't in, in a game like this and or maybe it will happen in a different way but but i don't but it definitely won't come from the skull tree um the skull tree for your companions they even more bare
0: yeah those those are like the literally just like stronger <laughs> cooldowns. <laughs> cool downs and i'm just like okay like kind of Chance to have instant cooldown if this happens, and it's just like okay, like it doesn't really. And okay. you can't
1: really <laughs> control your companions. All. Like I mean, I, I would have love, loved like, a sort of macro system where you where you can where each companion can do can behave differently. But I don't feel like that's in the game, unless I missed it.
0: Uh, yeah, I don't believe it is. Because
1: um, like my companions are kind of that's the thing. Like until you give your companions useful gear, they are useless. And I know yeah, that and makes, th- I know that sounds kind of obvious, but at the same time like you'd want until you get to that point you'd want them to be a little more useful in in combat and really not until you give them something to be useful with.
0: Yeah, the, the first companion I got and she's been in my party kind of the whole time simply because her sort of ability is she's got a stun. So that was essential when it came to hard mode because it's like i just need this dude off my back for a second stun this guy and doesn't do a ton of damage but it stuns him long enough that i can reload my weapon or i can you know whatever um so but yeah the rest of the companions yeah basically only as far as i know they only have one move each and yeah so they all kind of specialize in something and you can give them a perk to sort of when they're in your party therefore you can get ten to medical or ten to hacking or ten to you know whatever their specialty is kind of thing. So that stuff is just kind of there. Um it, it doesn't it's not deep in any way. Uh which again, it's not a problem. It's just sort of boring. Um it's 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 a
1: disappointment when there's something else asp- is so good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like like so so many of the so many of the other aspects of this game kind of go above and beyond. So when you get something so you encounter something tacked on, well Something bit more basic, I'd say. It's like, oh, that's. I was hoping for more here.
0: Yeah, that's yeah. So, if you're if the skill tree is what keeps you in these games, you know, of learning new abilities, this isn't going to be it for you. So, but I think it's I think it's fair to say that we like this game.
1: Ah, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's my favorite new Fallout.
0: Yeah, basically. Uh, and I think it's I think we can say this is one you should uh, pass on to your friends absolutely and not pass on by one day we'll get that right but today's not going to be that day so but no like and so what's interesting is is that Microsoft actually purchased Obsidian earlier this year so they are now they are now a Microsoft studio Uh, this game was already in development before that happened so this
1: is this is this is the last good game buy where you can guys
0: wow I don't
1: when you get bought by Microsoft you make garbage
0: uh I don't agree with that, but absolutely, yes. We played Gears Five in their own.
1: That's eh, the. Uh, you, we know I don't love Gears Five.
0: Yeah, but Gears Five is a good game. It's it's it's, it's a quality
1: game. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I I like some Microsoft games. I don't like all of them, but we'll see. We'll see. But that's 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 it for uh, not the Outer Wilds, the Outer Worlds. On Xbox Game Pass, you should play that game. You should play the game if you have Xbox Game Pass. It's on both. It's very, very good. So the
1: Outer Wilds,
0: uh, well, both of them actually. <laughs> oh, I, actually okay. I like Outer Wilds a lot too. Um, that's a game we might have to try one time, just because that's a very different game. Um, maybe if it comes up on the the random, but I've already played it, so it's kind of. We I we, I try not to do that. I try to you know stick with stuff that neither one of us has played, but every once in a while it happens. So, but uh, before we move on. I guess not really move on before we close the show. So we've already got the next game picked out, which is after party, which it comes from, I already forgot the name of the studio.
1: That's already out on some platforms, correct?
0: Uh, it's out, out, uh, um, oh, out, out. Okay. Yeah. So it debuted on game pass today, actually, uh, night school studios. So the makers of oxen free, uh, which is also on game pass. And, uh, but no, so that game also debuted on game pass today, so we're going to play that because uh, I think it's from the numbers that we saw and just from, I think it's exciting when a game debuted, debuts, debuts on debut. game pass and that's like the French version. And so, yeah, so we're going to do that. And I actually, I really like and Free. Uh, I, I think it's got some issues, but I, I really enjoyed the art style and the way that game flowed. And what's interesting is that it also is very uh, sort of dialogue tree heavy. So it's actually going to be similar in some ways, but it's kind of all dialogue trees, so it's going to be interesting. But I think I don't think Basher would have liked Docks Free based on the you don't know that based on the subject matter. But I think that After Party is going to be much more up his alley, so it's going to be interesting. But that's going to be our next game, After Party, and uh, I'm looking forward to that one. It's also not nearly as long as the Outer Worlds, so <laughs> that's good. Sometimes you need a short game in there, you know, like you can't they all can't be sixty hour adventures. So
1: I, I mean, I was I was. Really, look not looking forward to that <laughs> with the outer mm-hmm. worlds, but uh, it's, it's keeping my attention quite quite a bit.
0: Yeah, and from what I've been reading, you can definitely finish the game in under twenty hours. So if you're doing everything, it's closer to thirty or forty. But um, which always I always find that strange. When, like they say thirty to forty. Like what are you doing for an extra ten hours? <laughs> like like did, did you stumble into something? Yeah, yeah this so... game's not
1: that 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 intricate of a like a path. You can't really lose yourself in these ugly, right. But okay, right.
0: So, where what you did for 10 hours, I don't know. Maybe you played on Supernova mode or whatever. But so, yeah, the next game will be after party. Um, and then after that, I don't know what it's going to be. We're probably going to have to do a spin, but I guess we'll find out on that next episode. But you can email us at GPOPFANS at Gmail.com. That's Game Pass or PassFANS at Gmail.com. GPOP. That's what GP. you know. You can't, anyway. I just put
1: that together, actually.
0: Uh, uh. Not joking. Jesus. wow that's kind of sad that's kind of sad send us an email let us know what you play what you want us to play maybe we'll do some viewer if viewer, i guess listener requests or oh, maybe if we there's won't. a game and <laughs> maybe there's a game you're just dying for us to play and you want us to experience it and you can let us know at gpopfans at gmail.com you can subscribe to us on all your podcasting services but hey a lot of people listen on apple Podcasts. that seems to be the one that most people go to why not leave us a review that helps us out it helps it gets us exposure And we like exposure, but decent kind, not, you know, non-decent exposure.
1: So I took my pants off as soon as we started, as you know. So
0: they didn't have to know that. Well, now they do. Yeah, uh uh-huh. All right, that's going to do it for this episode of Game Pass or Pass. We will see you next time with After Party. Good day, sirs. And.